0: For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories.
1: Welcome to another episode of Love and Cannabis.
0: cannabis. I am Nina Simmons. And I am Osiris Steffen. And we are the proud
1: parents of Aiden Steffen.
0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Oh man, this is going to be a great day for us. Um, We have a guest coming out from Austin, Texas. Yes. It's funny, I've always had an interest in uh, checking out Texas, especially Austin. I heard it's up and coming. But then um, I was just giving the news that it's like a, you know, triple digits. So I think I'm going to hold off my plans. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, Let's move to Texas. I'm like, do you know it's very, very hot there? Like very hot. I'm <laughs> like, what's
0: hot? But triple digits, that's hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> so our guest tonight is Shada Tarabi. And she's out in Austin, Texas. And um, she started her company called Restart CBD. And it all started from her injury from a car accident that she had some years ago. And she got introduced to it by her mother, which is really, really interesting because, you know, some parents, they're, you know, old school. They're not going to try to do anything different. But her mother just basically took the bull, you know, took the horns by the bull and just basically uh, helped this young lady get back on her feet. So I'm looking forward to hearing her story and also what she's been up to and what she's uh, done since then. Hi, Shada. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing so great. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
0: No, no, it's our pleasure. And thank you for, uh, you know, coming on board. Because, I mean, I was really interested in hearing more about your story and just uh, where you are now with everything.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, getting to hear some of y'all's episodes and understand what this show is really about. We were talking kind of, you know, before the show was recording, how important it is for everybody to kind of lean into their truth and to, you know, use what they have and share what they feel comfortable with sharing. But obviously you guys have a personal um, story when it comes to how CBD got introduced in your life. You're able to be relatable to other parents of children who might be in a similar situation. And that to me is just the ultimate, opportunity with this plant really. And so I feel from my corner of the world, yes, in hot triple digits, Austin, Texas, I get to do the same thing by sharing my story. And so I'm super humbled and honored and grateful to be telling you a little bit more about myself and restart CBD. So where should I begin?
1: So just tell us the, in the beginning, how you, why you started using CBD? So I
2: will admit, and I have said this on many other podcasts, uh, I, while I'm in Texas, I am a fan of cannabis in all of its forms, so including high THC, Wonderful. so yes, including marijuana, yeah. and I was a consumer... For many years, you know, growing up in Austin, we are coined the live music capital of the world. I think one could argue live music and cannabis go really? very hand in hand. And so I partook as, you know, a young teenager over the years, and it was really from a recreational perspective. I would say I definitely got into what is quote unquote cannabis culture, but I'm being really honest. Like, I had no idea what CBD was. I didn't know what THC stood for. I had no idea what an endocannabinoid system was. I was just, you know, a fan of the plant. And so, fast forward to about, I think it was like 2005 or 2006, it blows my mind. I think it was 2005 now. It's been five years. Um, I was in a car accident and I was hit by a vehicle as a pedestrian in downtown Austin. And yeah, it, it's like one of those things you think, you know. They joke, oh, you'll get hit by a bus, and like people joke, and I'm like, I've actually been hit by a car before. <laughs> I've yeah. survived, thankfully. Again, God bless. But yes. um, it it definitely was, you know, obviously something you never wish would ever happen to you. And so, the accident did cause some fractures in my pelvis, specifically my sacrum, and I was immobile for about a month and a half. So I couldn't walk and had a lot of pain buildup. And, and that led into going to physical therapy and being put on, you know, pain medication and steroid injections. And I would say going through those traditional recovery methods, um, it, it was about eight months post accident. So I was like, you know, in and out of the doctor's office, getting my prescriptions refilled. But at the same time, I was also going through some more natural healing modalities. So you know, just trying to get into fitness. I cleaned up my diet. I was trying to eat really clean, you know, whole foods, plants, good protein, nice fats, and really taking care of my body from the inside out. And I noticed, you know, again, eight months post-accident that I still had this chronic pain. And at 25 years old, I was literally the person who could feel the weather changing because my (laughs) pelvis was aching, you know, and that would expand to, oh man, I stood on a hard surface for too long. My, you know, hip would flare up. I sat on the wrong surface. My pelvis would start aching. It was just like that whole left side of my body was just like out of my control. And so I would turn to, again, you know, okay, well, maybe I should go back to physical therapy and tighten specific muscles. Okay, maybe I should go back and get a steroid injection and just constantly trying to self-navigate. And still, this whole time, like loving cannabis and consuming cannabis with high THC. But it wasn't until my mother, who thankfully, I feel super fortunate that I have parents who are Mm open-minded. And I will kind of caveat my love of cannabis with also I'm not into other things. I know that there's this stigma around cannabis as a gateway, you know, drug, yada, yada. I love cannabis and it stops there. I don't really drink a lot, especially now I'm almost 30. I prefer cannabis over a cocktail, you know, 364 days of the year. Um, I am really fit and healthy. I take care of my body. And so it's just one of those things like I really care about what I put in my body, but I really believe cannabis is a really great plant, both from a recreational and a medicinal perspective. And so kind of back to my story, I, I didn't know what CBD was really, I didn't know what these again, endocannabinoid systems were, I didn't know how these things played in. But my mom, being my loving, kind, open minded mother said, you know, hey, I know that you like, smoking pot, basically. (laughs) Thanks, mom. (laughs) Like, Hey, I know you like smoking pot. Do you know what CBD is? And I, I remember, I literally remember the day I remember googling it, laughing to myself, because the definition of it was essentially, you know, a cannabinoid found in the cannabis plant. And what little education I knew correlated to me, oh, if I'm smoking pot, I must be getting CBD. Therefore, CBD doesn't work. And so I was a little skeptical. Um, I will say, you know, I do listen to my parents. I respect them. And so when my mom kept pushing me to try and look at CBD, I was like, okay, fine, mom, you know, you keep bugging me about it. I will take a look at CBD. And so at that time she was, CBD was not legal in America. (laughs) It wasn't illegal, but it wasn't legal. And so finding actually like, Quality products was very difficult. And so my mom essentially was sourcing raw materials from Europe and was making little tinctures for me, really, and her friends. And Wonderful. so I remember showing up to her house one day and she's like, here, I got you a little CBD tincture. And oh, I know you like to vape, you know, I made you a little CBD vape. And I'm what? like, "What?" I'm like, where is my mom like <laughs> coming up with this stuff? But she's like oh such a little God. mad scientist. She's into like herbal remedies and things like that. And so she was just like, yeah, here, just like try it. And again, to kind of caveat and interject a point of reflection for people, which I'm sure y'all can add some color to this. One presently in 2020, dosing is very very vague I mean how much one person needs is one something legally nobody should really be telling somebody so that makes it hard from a consumer perspective but two from a consumer perspective you're like I don't know how much to take what's going to happen to me if I take too much and so I think because I have a personality that is a little bit more open-minded. I, and I I'm always the friend who's like, I'll eat the edible, like how much is it in?" They're like, I don't know and I'm like, that's fine. I'll figure it out. you know <laughs> by, by experience. And so really when my mom was giving me these products, there was no concept of dose or dosage or how much or how often. And so I really was like blindly consuming CBD heavy products without really understanding what I was doing and again because it's my mom I was like okay you're crazy lady but she would text me every day like did you take your you know sublingual have you been using she made me a topical too so I was really like using a topical a sublingual and vaping and just what I would now you know consider addressing it as overdosing which we can't overdose on cannabis but at that time I don't know how many milligrams I was taking I don't know what I was doing but y'all it was working so like 3 weeks <laughs> into this overdose on CBD i remember how excruciating the pain was on my left side i was a left side sleeper prior to the accident and then after the accident i could no longer sleep on my left side and i would have moments throughout recovery where i would my body would roll that way because how do you retrain your body after years of sleeping on a particular side and so I just remember how uncomfortable it was to be on the left side of my body. I had even, you know, relearned how to sit and adjust my seating just on my right cheekbone and to cross my legs the other way because it was more comfortable for my body. And one morning I remember waking up on my left side and it didn't feel like my body was crushing itself. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, holy shit, holy shit, I think I think this is really working, you know? And, and again, at that point to reframe it, like I had already changed my diet months prior. I had already started working out months prior. I was already in this fit mindset and fit lifestyle. I just was still experiencing chronic pain and did not want to use the prescriptions or pain medication that was being prescribed to me. And so for me, that was a really interesting moment because I I became a believer pretty much instantly after that day. And what I would go on to learn is in marijuana, it's high in THC and THC and CBD cannot be in high percentages equally. Mm -hmm. And so the weed of today is much stronger than the weed of, you know, yesteryear, the 1970s, the sixties. And so as we push THC percentages higher and higher, CBD becomes lower lower and lower and further into trace percentages. And so I just, don't even think all those years i was consuming you know weed i was really even benefiting or experiencing cbd hence why it was such a an anomaly of an experience for me and so i think that was really powerful once i started realizing you know why cbd is more predominant in hemp it's because hemp is lower in thc and i just got in a rabbit hole and and that was really how i got introduced to cbd and so that was about you know, 2015. And I would say we didn't launch Restart CBD until 2018. So we sat on it for a couple of years because who was talking about CBD in 2015?
1: Not really a lot of people. Yes, exactly. Did the, the doctors ever put you on any opiates? I was on...
2: An opioid prescription when I had first come out of the hospital Mm -hmm. and then I got put on like I think it was like Tylenol with some codeine was Mm -hmm. kind of what they had dropped me down to whenever the pain would flare up and I'm sure you can, you know, relate in the listeners. I'm sure if they've got children or themselves have gone through chronic pain or diseases. It's if you are in a position like that, it's really easy for the doctors to prescribe. And this is no disrespect to medical professionals in the medical field. I think that they're doing the best they can with the information that they have. I think for me, it was a really big wake up call because I remember getting hit and then feeling the pain and in my mind thinking and obviously an accident is is a little bit different than something that you might have been born with it's a condition or something along those lines but for me I in my mind I was like oh I'm gonna get better I'm Mm -hmm. gonna heal like oh duh if I take pills the pain will feel you know less and less and then my body will just heal itself not realizing as my body was healing itself it would leave a tear Mm -hmm. in my you know, pelvis area. And, and when I would go back to the doctor and get, um, x-rays after x-rays, he was kind of like unsure really where the tear was. It was like, well, we think the tear is here and we probably can't fix it if we, you know, do surgery, but it's an option. And that was for me, a pinnacle moment too, of kind of jumping into CBD and why my mom really introduced CB to me. Cause I went back to the doctor And I was like, dude, I'm still in pain and I've done all these things. I've done all the healing stuff. Why hasn't it gotten better? And he did the scans and he identified that there was still a tear and he basically suggested surgery. And that's when my mom was like, hell no. Like we know (laughs) that surgery can cause further complications. At that time I had, after the accident, I know weight is, you know, love your body. I preach, love your body. But, I I gained a lot of weight because I became inactive and I was very depressed because I was inactive Mm -hmm. and just very uncomfortable in my skin because I was now dealing with chronic pain. And so when I started working out and getting healthy, that was such a mind shift for me in the best way possible. But it also left me still with chronic pain that I was dealing with. And so when I went to the doctor and he suggested surgery, I just kept thinking, I can't be immobile for another month recovering like plus I don't know what that's going to look like and if it's going to actually heal me and so I think I was you know desperate and curious of what CBD could do and really just jumped out on a ledge because like why not Again, with my personality, especially having consumed other cannabis products, I figured if it works, great. If it doesn't work, no harm, no foul. But I do think there's a lot of consumers who are skeptical because it's associated to um, high THC products for better or worse, whether you positively associated to it or not. I do think there is a lot of medicinal benefit to be found not in just THC or CBD, but really some of these other minor cannabinoids to CBG, CBN, CBC. Mm-hmm. And because you know, we're opening the door with CBD, I think it's a really beautiful opportunity. This plant is getting a lot of attention to properly research it, to properly regulate it so that consumers can have confidence with what they're purchasing and putting in their bodies.
1: Yeah. And it's and we're still doing a lot of research on why it works for pain. And, and listening to your story, it seemed like your body's probably really in, was really inflamed, and getting re-, re-, re inflamed And it could be the CBD help with a lot of the in- inflammation. Thus, maybe we um, some of your pain.
2: Yeah, I think it definitely helped with the inflammation. I also, you know, I think where my mom was jumping off from a point was, and this is purely anecdotal. And, you know, everything should be reviewed with a doctor. um, But she had heard that CBD and really cannabis can help with bone growth. And so that was actually one of her... Her priorities in encouraging me to take it was just like, you just don't know what this plant can do. And I think now as a business owner in this space, I reflect on that experience personally of if I can just help my consumer be comfortable enough to take a chance and try it. Again, I can't say, Guarantee this is going to work for you for every ailment that you come in for thinking CBD is going to fit and check the box for. But if you're open minded and you play around with different consumption methods and you play around with different dosages and frequencies, I do believe maybe what you went into taking CBD for could have benefits that you didn't know were possible because you just weren't limited in what you thought CBD could do. So yes, I think, you know, to say that it's explicitly something that helped my bones regrow. I don't know. I know that the pain I have is not as bad as it was, you know, five years ago, my healing has been really, really great. And I do still continue to use CBD. And there's definitely days where my pain flares up. Like I said, I still sit in the wrong you know, seat or I wear the wrong shoes for too long, like heels on a hard surface. I instantly know I'm going to be in some pain. And so thankfully now I know how I can play around with CBD. So for me, it's really come down to what is my daily dose that I use mm-hmm. and versus like, what is my Hey, I just hurt myself or I need a little bit extra love because my body's more inflamed. And so I, because I'm comfortable playing around with doses and frequencies, um, try to help explain that and portray that to consumers that I come across because that's really where you unlock the power of it. Like I can't even imagine from y'all's perspective you know, how much do you give your son? What's going to work from him, for him? I I think it's just uh, a, a reality check for everybody listening of there's no magic take this much, this many times, and it's going to work the first time. I mean, I'm sure people have had that experience, but it really is, okay, let's try different products. Let's see different qualities. Let's see full spectrum versus isolate is a question I get all the time. Um, so there's definitely different types of products on the market. And I think that uh, doing your homework and doing your research will get you far, but then also just doing the research within your own body and how it interacts with your body is really where you can unlock that power, like I said.
0: So let me ask a question. So since your injury, when was the last time you saw the doctor? Did you have a follow-up and do you still have that tear that they wanted? I never, surgery?
2: yeah, I never went back to the doctor. <laughs> I basically like broke up with my orthopedic surgeon. I was like, thank you so much. Bye. got to go. Um, So, yeah, no, I've never gone and gotten it re-scanned to see if the tear is still there. But it's one of those things that I try to, again, remind consumers, like your pain is so real and relative to you. And I think that there is an argument that people make, oh, you know, CBD is a placebo effect. Fine. Maybe it is. But if I feel better and I don't have to go get prescription pills or steroid injections to manage my pain, something's working. And I would like to keep doing that. And so for me to not have to go back to my orthopedic surgeon because I found something that, again, to kind of anecdotally share from one of my customers, they said, you know, when they're on their medication, maybe it helps them 90% of the pain. But when they're on CBD, maybe it only helps them 70%, but they feel better being on CBD because it doesn't have the side effects mm-hmm. that their prescriptions have. And they're in control of how much and how often that they give them themselves CBD versus having to go and be on a prescription that they are starting to feel uncomfortable being on for long periods of time. And so I think to contrast that with Pain is always going to be there. I'm not going to pretend like I'm completely healed and I don't ever have pain on the left side of my body. I do. Like I just stated, certain shoes, certain surfaces, pain is real. And as I age, my body will continue to give me bumps and bruises and ailments. But knowing, like I said, too, how to use cannabis really to unlock different treatments is really powerful. Like I was in Colorado hiking a couple weeks ago wow. and twisted my ankle oh. And immediately wrapped my foot in some CBD and THC because I was in Colorado salve and put my foot in a big sock and just let it soak overnight. And then in the daytime, I would sit my foot in a CBD soak and just did that for a couple days. And my ankle felt a thousand times better than what I would believe is if I hadn't have done that. And so it's just like, I now know how to use different types of products that, can help, you know, with certain things. And I just think it's a really fun industry to be in too. I mean, I am that kid who grew up watching, you know, Weeds and Nancy Botwin and just kind of seeing the market and the industry go really from being this um, blacklist kind of experience to now being able to publicly and proudly share my cannabis story. I mean, I just never thought that I'd be able to do this. And so here we
1: are. Wow. Um, I'm so glad that you we have, you told this to the audience that it's not a miracle. Like, same thing with Aiden. Um, he has about, we have, like, between, we're getting better, like, 90, 95% seizure control. And he is on a very small dosage of um, medication from his doctor. But, however, he has a better quality of life, like you were saying. So he's able to go to school. It's the one point we thought he, wa- he wouldn't go to school. Mm. He goes today. We went swimming. He goes to the beach. He learned how to read. He played on a baseball team. And we, when that happened, we, both of us almost cried. Mm. It's
2: so, such a beautiful opportunity yeah. to like be able to give your son some semblance of his life. Yeah.
1: So like you said, like, okay, you may have your aches and pains, but at least you can go hiking. At least you can work. That's right. You know, and that's huge. And some people take it for granted, but, you know, it's huge.
2: They do. And I think it's just getting people comfortable. You know, I had a customer come into our shop the other day, and she is the sister of a woman whose daughter works for us. So she kind of has been hearing about CBD from her, I guess, niece and is a little bit, you know, still skeptical about it and came into the shop and was just asking me some questions. And I think just being able to have that kind of, I always take the one to one approach. Like if I can help one person feel a little bit more comfortable, how CBD could work for them, and I feel like I've done my job and obviously being able to be on a podcast where hopefully you're able to have like multiple ripple effects. Like I think that's such a powerful opportunity, but I always try to like focus on that one person and just trying to get them to be comfortable with, like I said, playing around with different dosage and frequencies, but also to be curious, you know, how does this plant work? Are you on other medications? You know, check in with your doc. I think it just opened up a really beautiful dialogue because everybody's story is different. And so you know, similar to y'all situation, sometimes medication is needed. I definitely don't promote, you know, get off all your medication and just go full on cannabis. I think that there is a process and a procedure and depending on what you're taking it for, you definitely need to be cautious. But I am excited because I'm starting to see more medical professionals encourage that conversation. So, of course, with doctor-patient confidentiality, I don't really get the privilege of knowing who all these medical professionals are who are referring people to me and to our shop. But I would say pretty frequently, you know, people, like I said, start to tell us their stories, why they're taking CBD. And we just try to have that one-on-one understanding of, you know, making them feel comfortable. And they'll start sharing, you know, hey, by the way, my doctor recommended I come to you guys. And it's really for Everything you could imagine why you've heard people would take CBD for, you know, whether it's aches and pains, it's epilepsy, it's anxiety, it's chronic, it's sleep, um, neuropathy I've heard come up. And, you know, again, to kind of umbrella everything we're saying, I'm not a doctor so i can't you're not a, like we're not doctors we can't say this is what cbd can do but what we can do is is listen and learn and share right and so i think when you can start to have more of that sharing happening especially between the medical industry it's really exciting so yeah we've started to see some more doctors and nurses recommend people to look at cbd and acknowledge they don't know enough about it that they should go to somebody who specializes in cbd and so i think it's a really beautiful symbiotic relationship that I know is probably not the case for every, you know, market that CBD is in. But for us in Austin, it's been really exciting because people, one, I think because we don't have a a true medicinal market and we don't have a rec market either or an adult use market, people are hungry for something. But I think that that extra has opened up the conversation for looking at CBD from a, or cannabis rather, from a medicinal perspective with low THC and just the amount of people who I get to see and meet who are like I've never touched you know weed in my life and I've made it this long and like here I am and it's because my doctor recommended I try it and sent me to you guys and you're just like wow this is really powerful that we're able to have this impact on somebody's quality of life and It's just, I feel really blessed that I get to, you know, be a piece for some people in that regard.
0: So, going fast forward now, that was about some years ago. And now that you're, what made you decide basically to open up a store and say, you know what, I want to help the masses?
2: yeah great question. Wish I had a super polished, tidy answer. Um, <laughs> the reality is we started it. Gosh, the story is kind of a weaving a weaving journey, which I'm spiritual and I do believe you know that everything is happening for with some purpose, some you know reason behind it. and so I obviously mentioned I love cannabis and then I talked about my accident. Um, my parents are small business owners, and I think just throughout life have always kind of had that encouragement of an entrepreneurial spirit. I think, especially, my parents daughters, they encouraged us to dream big and to not be afraid and to really push the boundaries and, you know, think outside the box. And so I had that, you know, kind of structure growing up. And I was working in corporate technology as a digital marketer for a WordPress company. And I was working for them when I was in the accident. So I had a, you know, for all intents and purposes, very nice, cushy, um, Thankfully had insurance at the time. <laughs> I had good insurance because of this corporate job. So when I was in the accident, it afforded me a lot of uh, comfort despite getting actually physically injured uh, from a financial perspective. But it was not, you know, my not a place I was gonna stay forever, right? And so I was looking for my of exploring what is that itch, what does it look like for me to work for myself? That company, I have really got to where many. It was, I would join them as employee 13. And over the course of six years, that company would explode into over, you know, a thousand employees offices in Austin, San Francisco, London, Australia, like they really exploded. And so I was really fortunate to watch somebody else, you know, start a company and be a part of all those little different moments of building it. But again, still never thought you know what, I'm going to build my own company. Like I'm going to do that one day. And so I would just say it was a perfect storm. I left uh, that tech job, went to go be head of marketing for a digital agency. So I was still working in tech and on the web um, and wasn't totally feeling fulfilled. It kind of felt like, um, you know, I respect the company that I worked for in, in between but it was not a fit, I think for both of us. And so it was during my time working for them that my sister and I, who's my, I have three, I have two sisters. There's three of us. My middle sister and I are the original co-founders. It was honestly at the nudge of our mom, like, Hey, you like CBD. You should like, you know, actually, let me back up. She was like, Hey, what do you want to do in life? Why don't you come with your own business? And I was like, okay, slow your roll. I've got all these benefits. I'm working for somebody else. I'm fine. Like at the time the job was remote. I could work from wherever I was like, this is the life I'm good, but obviously still not really feeling fulfilled that I was open to something else. And so my mom kept encouraging us, you know, what do you want to do? What could you do? What could be that, that product? you've ever watched shark tank i'm sure you've seen like oh i've had that idea but i've you know just never put it into plan and so i had that kind of mentality of like thinking well what if i could create something what would i create and kind of you know pooping out giving up i was like i don't know what the thing is i could do and then my mom is saying over here in the corner cbd you like cannabis you're really good at branding CBD why not CBD Shada and I was like dude that's wild like it's one thing for me to use it to feel better but nobody was talking about it kind of in 2017 2018 you started seeing brands like Charlotte's Web emerge but it was still such a rogue product because it was so associated to cannabis and at that time it was not federally legal so we kind of started the project as a side hobby, just as a, let me just dip my toe in the water. And again, because my background was digital and web, it's really easy for me to make an e-commerce website. And so I thought this would be a perfect scenario. I'll keep my day job. I'll start this side job. I'll just put it online and I'll just sell some CBD on the web and it'll be fine. We'll see what happens. And we realized really early on that people, one, were really curious about CBD. Like the moment we started talking about it, people were very interested and engaged with what we were saying. And it kind of paralleled the excitement in the market. And so people assumed that we launched because we saw there was an opportunity in the market. And that's like the farthest from the truth. It was really like, Oh, sure. Like, like, let's just start a hobby and see what happens. And so, I mean I hate to say it that way but it really was something that was so deprioritized on my list because I just didn't really see people talking about CBD. I mean I knew how hard of a time THC and you know weed was having that I just was like this is really far fetched. Like I don't know who's going to take this supplement. Like to me it seemed kind of like a turmeric or an ashwagandha and again those do have healing properties to some extent but it's like it just seemed kind of like a fad. And it was really just a perfect storm. We had launched online. And what I have neglected to mention throughout this whole podcast is my sister and I are very well-known Austinites to some extent. We created online platforms um, for, for ourselves. We, we did a really good job basically person, personally branding ourselves, myself as a food blogger and my sister as a fitness blogger. And so we have amassed a certain amount of followings under these separate accounts and those accounts afforded us the opportunity to kind of further test this CBD thing. So we would be promoting it on these accounts like oh we you know we we're selling CBD now like do you have questions and we were getting this real-time feedback from people who were like wait CBD this is cool let's talk about it more and my sister was working at a gym and the gym was really hungry for pop-ups and like just brand collaborations. And so we started doing these CBD fitness pop-ups and selling, you know, little bottles with these women. And we would do workouts and just talk to them about what CBD was. And we were getting ourselves educated, educating them and like really just scratching the surface. And so I would say that was like August and September and October of 2018. We launched in August. CBD did not go federally legal until October of 2019. And so we were one of the, I guess, people in Texas who was like, we're just going to kind of do this. It's not really federally legal and it's not technically legal in our state, but we're just selling online. Like we, it was a great area. Like we really just didn't know what we didn't know. And again, kind of perfect storm. I happened to get laid off from my digital um, agency job and kind of had that come to Jesus moment of, you know, there's some excitement in this CBD brand that we're brewing. And I felt like God had literally parted the waters and said, this is why you, you know, were in the accident. This is why you grew up loving marijuana. This is why you discovered CBD. This is why you have parents that are very entrepreneurial. This is why you, you know, love marketing and branding and, and e-commerce. And so it was kind of like, okay, Shada, Sydney, like, just go out on a limb and see what happens. And I think it was because I have had parents who understood the sacrifices that it takes to be in business for yourself because they're small business owners. It was definitely uncomfortable, I think, for for me having a conversation with my dad because my dad also is an immigrant and comes from Iran. And there is some sort of expectation on, you know, the children to – to be successful and to be doctors or lawyers or business people like many, you know, Asian and Middle Eastern cultures. And for me, I, I kind of was on that business path track. I had gone and, you know, done that for a couple of years. And this was a moment where I was like, Hey dad, remember when you told me that I could do anything, I'm going <laughs> to do it and I'm going to do it in cannabis. And I'm going to do it in Texas. Thank you so much. Please don't judge me. And there was a brief moment where, he was like but you don't have insurance and your accident like what if something happens and I just kind of had to have a really frank conversation like I really think that this is something that I need to shoot my shot on and just lean into because I really care about this plant and we have a really cool story to tell and I think that we can really help people see this plant from a new perspective and I would say that was like the beginning of the rest of our journey we've just been so blessed um those pop ups led to us getting our products in front of consumers and realizing that online e commerce, not only is it very challenging for this industry, because we were talking about before, you know, we were started hitting record where it's legal, but certain aspects of the industry, like social media, have so many barriers to entry. And so online is a really big barrier to entry. And I think reflecting two years later, it's certainly gotten easier. But two years ago, it was kind of insane to think that we were going to be an online brand because people were just so curious what CBD was. And because we had had these opportunities to get in front of consumers and I had just gotten laid off, my time was free. And we basically set up in the front of our parents' insurance agency. They had a front office, they moved their reception girl to the back, and they let us set up a couple of ikea shelves shout out to all my original customers for coming and seeing (laughs) us because we were literally literally in an industrial garage's like side office and we sold cbd there for about six and a half months before we moved into our present retail location which we've now been for yeah about like a year and a half and just have been educating consumers and learning and fighting and advocating and sharing and just absorbing as much as we can in this industry ever since. And so, yeah, we originally launched with isolate products. We soon would expand to full spectrum. We do topicals. I do pet products now. I I did do smokables except the state of Texas just banned retail hemp smokable purchases as of August 2nd. So we have to get creative with that change happening in our state. But yeah, that's an example of it's the road is not straight and narrow. And I wouldn't have it any other way because the road that, I, that took me to get here was not straight and narrow. And I just feel like such a, a blessing to be able to To feel like everything is connected and to now be able to give back to this plant that has really impacted my life so much um, and help other people find some sort of relief and ownership of their own wellness and well-being is really like the joy.
0: So basically, it sounds like it empowered you to get to where you are now and you're sharing that empowerment with others. Now, looking at your state, uh, it's a million point six are veterans. So how many veterans are you seeing coming into your shop? We actually
2: see a lot of veterans. And again, I think it's on the educational front. There's definitely different communities. And I always love to kind of highlight, you know, I think people see CBD or cannabis with dollar signs in their eyes. And there's a lot of people that do want to exploit this industry. But I think that there's a lot more good happening. And I think you're seeing it in these micro communities of Like, for example, I just had a guy, his Instagram is, I'm going to butcher it because I think he has like underscores in it, but it's essentially like at CBD vet and he's a Texas veteran and, you know, younger guy was discharged because he had some injuries and personally discovered the benefit of CBD and came across some of our YouTube videos and that led him to my store. And so he came and we had this amazing conversation and it was just like, I wanted to help empower him because he's helping empower people. And so I think you're seeing these different communities where, you know, again, I think it's such a one-to-one game. Maybe now CBD has been in the market for a couple of years. There's obviously hype around it. More and more people are familiar with it, but I do think it starts with like, I'm sure there's some really scared parent out there who relates to you and your story so much because they see what they're going through with their kid. And maybe that's what they needed to hear to feel like they could trust this plant. And so I think it, again, going back to kind of like, I feel like the whole you know, point of y'all's podcast that I really do love and appreciate is reminding people like your unique individual story is relatable. And so I think, yeah veterans is just one of those pockets that we see a lot more interest in because i think that obviously there's a lot of um not only like physical damage but psychological damage that happens yes. and wanting to just have better control over your mind and your body and even just looking at it purely from a recreational perspective being able to unwind is so beautiful and like i just want people to be able to experience that
0: Now, did you uh, have to get crowdfunding to help you uh, open up your shop or were you able to, um, you guys were able to make some, you know, generate enough revenue to open up your own shop? Because I know it's hard to get a loan. It's hard to walk up to the back and say, yeah, I just want to open up a CBD shop, even though I know it's not legal yet, but, you know, we'll get there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. That is the very real real scenario that I think most business owners are facing getting in the space. I mean, I'm the first to advocate, like, anybody who thinks that they – you know, it's not for the faint of heart (laughs) and I don't think that you have to have a lot of money to get involved in the industry. I think you need to just do your research and be really aware of what you're selling and where you're selling and how you're selling it. I think there's definitely some nuances that we learned the hard way. Um, For us, we were a little bit fortunate where I, because of my tech job and I got laid off, I basically was taking the money that I was saving up and decided to pour it into the business it was kind of my like shoot my shot moment of well this is the time so let's just invest it now and see what happens and so the business was able to kind of like start self-funding itself I mean we like I said very small beginnings we we were scrappy my original like I said furniture for my displays was Ikea actually fun fact, all my displays are still from Ikea. Um, you know, my first retail space was taking over my parents' dungeon of a front office. You know, again, I joke about it, but like, I think some people are like, Oh, I've got to have the best retail space. And I have to have, you know, the best this and that, and I need money and I got to do marketing. Like The fact that we can't be on social media is like a huge crippling effect for some people. But I think that that's just like par for the course. You have to be okay with these adversities because it's just like, it's a new industry. And this is like how we're trailblazing it forward. And so there's going to be some casualties, unfortunately.
0: So this is a whole family affair as well? Your parents are involved? I know dad's looking like good luck.
2: (laughs) This is a family affair. My sisters and I are the owners. So our littlest sister just came on full time and so we lovingly go by the CBD sisters um, and we are very involved in our business. You can always find at least two of us there on any given day at the same time and we really just, it's, it's, I, I keep emphasizing it, but it's so important. It's like this educational component and it's this like relatability to make people feel comfortable with the plant. And I look at it like this if somebody comes into my store and I'm, you know, CBD shop A and I'm selling a product and the person leaves without any sort of information. If their friend asks them, you know, oh, you know, are you taking CBD? And they're like, yeah, they're like, well, what do you know about? And that person can't recite or regurgitate anything relevant, then it kind of the buck stops with them, right? Like they're no longer an advocate. And then you kind of lay on top of that the shops like maybe myself, where we are a little bit more educational. When we educate consumers, we've seen it happen. Those people go and they tell. They're friends. Oh, I went to the shop. These people educated me. You know, they're not going to be able to retain all the information, but they start to retain some of the information and that starts to spread. And then you start to see, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. My coworker came in here and gets this product from you. And then you start to learn about them and you then start to empower that person. And it's just like empowering people to make them advocates. And all of that is going to feed into voting. We have, for better or worse, A judicial system and voting is how laws get passed it's how people get elected it's how you know for like i said better or worse things get done in america and if people have a positive experience coming out of my shop and they're a positive advocate and they're impacting their circle of influence then when it comes time to talk about cannabis issues or cannabis policy or cannabis at crime and all those you know um, other aspects associated to cannabis laws, they're going to be more likely to be in favor of supporting those policies and those lawmakers oh, and those sense. people in position versus the person who goes to CBD shop and has a really bad experience. Maybe they didn't get educated. Maybe worse, the product didn't even work because we know that most things are unregulated at this point and nobody is encouraging or enforcing them to really care. And so I think you just see such a gap in the industry right now of people who are trying really hard to be good stewards of this plant and people who are trying to exploit it and consumers who are stuck in the middle trying to navigate, who do I trust? Whose product should I take? Is it going to work for me? Is it going to get me high? Is this going to make me fail a drug test? Am I hurting myself? What's going to happen if I put this in my body? And there's just like very real questions that... Again before we were recording we were kind of talking about you know as a consumer don't you read ingredient labels <laughs> like don't you don't you want to know what's going in your body and it's just really shocking when you start to see and hear again i think thankfully because i have a retail location i see people who come in who will share their stories like Hey, so I went to this smoke shop and I bought some CBD oil and I don't really think it worked. But I also admit that I don't really think that it was a high quality. So I did some more research and I came to check you guys out because my friends keep saying CBD works. And, you know, here I am. Imagine all the people who went to the smoke shop, vape shop, bought CBD, the gas station, the Mm. chiropractor's office. No offense to these places. The online retailer, the Amazon store and bought something that wasn't what they said it was and then now they have a bad experience and now they don't think CBD works and now they're going to go tell their friends this doesn't work screw this plant it's just a gimmick it's a snake oil and then voting comes they want to pass CBD laws they want to pass cannabis laws they want to make it an essential business that person is less likely to be in favor of it and so it's just obviously a really big undertaking for one person or one business or one industry rather but it's kind of my corner that I like to defend. You know, it's like if I can have every person who interacts with me, walk away feeling more empowered, confident and comfortable with cannabis then like I did my job done. And if there's sales in the bank, great, but really I just want people to be more informed and encouraged about plant-based medicine.
0: Well, this gives me faith in the industry that we know there's people like you out there. That's just all about the plan, just feeling empowered and sharing it. um, Because, you know, like most industries, you're going to find a few people who are just looking to make the quick, fast buck and not think about the person who's using Because like we said, oh, you know, we're our child. We're dependent on that. You know, we're depending on that CBD oil being exactly what is stated. And, uh, you know, we hope right. that it works and stay consistent. So I'm glad that you and your family have all jumped in to support you because a lot of people don't get that support. It's like, ah, it's taboo. It's really not until something happens to them. Then they may come around. But That's right. then again, it's just—it's still that stigma that hangs over it, and it's hard for people to make that decision. But I'm glad that you're out there, and you're—you know—you can showing people, you know, exactly how it works. So I uh, wish you all the best of luck. Now, if people wanted to get in touch with you, you know, before we go, like, how would they be able to get in touch with you?
2: They can find us at Restart CBD on Instagram, slash Restart CBD on Facebook, and of course, RestartCBD.com. And I appreciate the time and love what you guys are doing. And hope the listeners got a good kick out of this little cannabis Texas girl story. So nice. thanks again.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I, I mean, if re- I'll wait till it gets a little cooler. I'll stop by.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but our door is always open. Invitation if anybody finds themselves in Austin, Texas. Yeah, we do have a retail storefront so you can. Come see us in person.
0: Okay, you guys have a drive-through just in case. I just want to stay in the AC.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do curbside pickups. Oh, you awesome! You can order online. You can text us. We'll come bring it out to your car door so you can keep the AC on, stay safe, all those good things. We got you.
1: Got it. And you have a, a re- you have a retail store online, so almost to get your product online.
0: Yeah, I
2: did see yeah. that.
1: Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, we are shipping um, definitely across state lines because all of our products are derived from hemp, but we have a wide range of products. And if people have questions about anything or even just curious you know, to talk and get a second opinion, just literally slide into our DM, send us an email, hello at restartcbd. We're always happy to chat with people. And like I said, just help make them feel more comfortable. So that they can understand more about cannabis for themselves all
0: oh, right that's awesome oh and you're also on instagram as well
2: on instagram at restart cbd and then again yeah my personal if people want to follow is at with Shada. that's my influencer
0: account okay (laughs) awesome shade i want to thank you and the family for what you guys are doing for the community in austin texas i mean spreading the wealth spreading the love and health um, is a beautiful thing especially for this industry because we we need it we we need an alternative we need something different and i'm glad you're part of it welcome
2: Thank you so much, and amen to that.
0: Amen. <laughs> All right, you have a good night, and uh, well, we definitely hope to see you sometime next year when uh, yeah things cool off a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I'll count on it. All right, thank you so so much. All
0: right, take care, y'all. Take care. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Thanks for tuning in another episode of Love, Love and Cannabis. Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephens, and I'm Nina Simmons.
1: Be strong and stay empowered.